Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. people on Facebook so maybe I did put a message on Facebook who knows who knows what I've done anyway um, here we go this question here I'm going to go, go, go kick off with a question here um, it's about 247 god how many Douglas Blacks are there goodness me 247 nice to see you anyway Douglas um, do you offer ear stitch or otoplasty stitch procedure so I saw this question come in and um, and, I'd, and, and I'm, it's good they put it on here because I'm always welcoming, I'm always saying to them, put it on the Facebook Live, put it on the Facebook Live. So to be fair, I probably said to them, put it on the Facebook Live. But it's a bit of a funny question. Do you offer ear stitch or otoplasty stitch? Having said that, someone's asked it. So someone out there has actually asked this question. So let's go with, oh God, I'm going is the, is the, um, God, get the mic, get the mic in. That's what YouTubers do. Two and two. Two on two. This is a uh, right. Um, Jennifer, you've booked your consultation. Well done, Jennifer. Looking forward to seeing you. Um, so um, now, otoplasty means oto is ear, plasty is change the shape of. So otoplasty is changing the shape of your ear. Pinoplasty, pinoplasty. The pinner is also the the ear. So pinoplasty, otoplasty, same thing. Prominent ear correction, same thing. Pinoplasty, otoplasty, prominent ear correction, all the same thing. So do we offer otoplasty? Do we offer surgery to change the shape of people's ears? Yes, we do. Um, now, ear stitch is a type of a way of doing a pinoplasty slash otoplasty slash prominent ear correction. So there are different ways you can do an otoplasty, um, and ear stitch is one of them. So the... Broadly speaking, they you well, there still are really spot two two main camps. One camp is what's called the anterior scoring camp, where you um, both group both uh, procedures involve an incision behind the ear. The anterior scoring involves um, making incision behind the ear, then making a, a, a cut through the cartilage and degloving 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 the ear off the cartilage. And so then you have the anterior surface of the cartilage. So you, you make the cut in the back because you don't want to cut in the front. So you, you make a cut in the back, but then you deglove the, the skin off the front. So then you've got the front of the cartilage visible here. And then you score it. You make lots of cuts in it. And if you can imagine a bit of cardboard when you score it, the, the cardboard will open away from the scores. So that will reshape this pinner. Because often the problem is either a, a, a poorly defined anti-helical fold, which is this fold here, uh, or a deep conker, uh, which is this bowl here. So um, I hope I'm making that clear. So, you know, either that's not, not fine or that. So uh, anterior scoring, you can actually bend both back. Um, sometimes you might need to take a bit of cartilage out of the conker to, to do what's called a conker reduction. But anyway, that's the anterior scoring technique where that cartilage is molded back. And so often when you finish doing the anterior scoring, you can leave it alone and not need any stitches or anything like that. And this, 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 the ear will naturally form uh, a more, a more um, set back position. Sometimes you need to combine it with some stitches to support that, but often not. 
the other technique this this which i assume they're referring to the ear stitch technique is a technique where you don't make a cut through the cartilage and deglove the ear you just literally take a, an ellipse of skin or sometimes sometimes a dull dumbbell piece of skin out from the ear and then you get the cartilage and then you put stitches you can put stitches cartilage to cartilage to do this and then cartilage to mastoid mastoids that bit of bone there to sort of set the ear back so you can set the whole back with those stitches and cartilage to cartilage so you can do it all with stitches um and there's pros and cons of both and um i've got to be honest having said all of this i don't really do this anymore i don't really do otoplasty anymore but um other people at the clinic do um and there are pros and cons of both the good thing about the ear stitch technique is you don't do so much dissection you're not doing that de you know you're not taking the skin off the front of the cartilage so it's not quite so much dissection so you don't have to have quite as much in terms of dressings often the dressings can be quite bulky after a um, otoplasty and there can be significant complications particularly with dressings too tight killing the skin all sorts of problems you can get with an otoplasty and so those problems are, are less with the stitch procedure the problem with the stitch procedure it can be quite difficult difficult to get that the the, the ear in a good shape and the, the shape of the ear is completely relying on those stitches when you do the anterior scoring as i say you can sort of leave the the stand back and the ear will keep its shape but when you do stitches it's completely relying on the stitches. If there's any problems with the stitches, if the stitches fail in any way, then you'll get a recurrence of the deformity. So if the knot goes, or if you get an infection in the stitch and have to remove the stitch, then the, the ear will resume its original shape. So there are pros and cons of both, which is why people do both. And um, there's no one best. If there was one best, we would all do it. But that is, that is the ear stitch technique for otoplasty they used to also be the ear fold which is a little metal clip which goes on the uh, which creates this anti-helical fold and it's a much less invasive procedure which we don't do mark lloyd was very briefly working at the clinic and he specializes in ears and he um was a fan of that but i don't think the ear fold exists anymore um so I don't think that's actually a procedure on offer anywhere anymore. So I think it's either between those two types. And a bit like, I guess it, well, is it a bit like, but I was going to say it's a bit like implants where people can really get into the nuances of how you do the surgery. In a way, you know, you can't tell by looking whether someone's had one procedure or another. Um, and there are pros and cons of both. So I would probably say a bit like the implant question as well. Uh, not that there is an implant question, but if there was, um, choose your surgeon you know you worry a lot about the type of implant and etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think um there's lots of reasonable ways to do stuff and there's pros and cons with every way there's no one out there doing everything the right way and you know other people are doing it the wrong way type thing so yeah that's uh that's my answer to that question what's going on here jane bird took your advice last week see a consultant next week in portugal thank you jane well done you i do think it is good to go local and good luck with that and i hope it all goes well and look at that profile photo look at the pool and everything living it out there in portugal i tell you what jane it is freezing in birmingham so you're living the dream as far as i'm concerned katie bailey if cup size goes from i'm on facebook by the way instagram if cups are i mean i'm reading the question on facebook if cup size goes from 42 jj to currently 36 g after wls we're going to go weight loss surgery on that. I think that's a fair bet. Would you recommend implants in conjunction with a lift, please? Big question by Katie Bailey there. Big question. 
Um, massive question, and I can't believe, Katie, I haven't produced more content around this. I need to do some videos. I need to do some blog posts. I need to maybe even have a page on the website dedicated to this because this is a big, big question. So basically, Katie, in simple terms, I say there's two things with a breast, shape and size. Shape is a lift. If you're unhappy with the shape, it's a lift. If you're unhappy with the size, it's implants if you think they're too small or it's a reduction if you think they're too big. And a reduction includes a lift with it. So a reduction will make them smaller and improve the shape. Um, a lift will just improve the shape and not, not um, keep them the same size. Implants will just make them bigger, but not dramatically affect the shape. If you want them bigger and shape better, then that's a lift and implants. So I'm sure I could have said that easier and I'm sure I could have an algorithm with it sort of written down, you know, shape, size, right? Is, is shape a problem? Yes, no. If it's yes, are they too big? Is size a problem? Yes, no. If it's no, let's do this. I reckon we can do it here and now, guys. That, that, that was, that, that was going to work, that algorithm. So let's get this done. So is shape a problem? I could have prepared this earlier. Question mark. Yes. No. If shape's a problem, if it's yes, is size a problem? I should have done no at the top. Anyway, if if it's yes, if size is a problem, too big, then it's a reduction. That improves, that makes them smaller and uh, lifts them. Too small, then this is a bit simplistic, but, you know, we can get, I can see an infographic here. Is size point? Is size a problem? No. So the size is okay, shape's a problem. That's a lift. Is shape a problem? No. Is size a problem? Is everyone still there? Has everyone gone, do you think, by the time I'm doing all this? Anyway, it's going to be worth it. If you are staying, this is going to be worth it. Once you see this, this is breast surgery, basically. In a cosmetic breast surgery on a piece of A4 right here. Is shape a problem? No. Is size a problem? Yes. Too big? Reduction. I mean, this is, oh, I should have done this years ago. Too small. I mean, this is amazing. Implants. I don't. Uh, is size a problem? No. So if shape's not a problem and size is not a problem, what are you doing here? Question mark. Get out of my office. Right? Right, cosmetic breast surgery right there, guys. Okay. I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave you a moment to drink it in. Okay, that is it. In a nutshell, we can do that a bit better. In a, in a, in a. Is it reversed? Ah, it's reversed on my uh, screen.
Okay, right. Well, um, so is shape a problem? If the shape's a problem, so what's Katie saying? If so, Katie's saying, so this cup, I'm gonna assume Katie's not happy with the shape because when you lose volume, you lose shape. So she's gone from a double J to a G. So she, I'm gonna say, is shape a problem? Yes, okay. Is, what does that say? Size a problem. So I'm gonna say that's gonna be a no for, 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 uh, for Katie. I'm, well, unless, she, I, I wouldn't imagine she wanna be bigger because she's a G. So I'm gonna say size is not a problem. I'm gonna say she's happy with the size or if anything, they're too big. So I'm gonna say it's either a lift or a reduction. <laughs> Is this a bit, bit messy? It looks a bit messy, but anyway. So I'm going to say with Katie, based on my algorithm here, it's either a lift if size is okay, or a reduction if she wants to be a bigger, bit bigger, because she's got quite a bit of breast tissue there as a G. So she, um, that is, if you just have a lift with nose change in size, then you have quite a lot of weight that gets acting on by gravity and it can droop again. So, on paper, on this piece of paper, Katie is a candidate for a lift or a reduction. So on paper, she is not a candidate for implants because implants is if they're too small. Then you've got implants there. Or the other place of your implants is here. Is, is shape a problem? No. Is size a problem? Yes too small implants. So those are the two places. So basically, they've got to be, the breasts have got to be too small. In my book, they've got to be too small if you want implants. If your breasts aren't too small, based on the algorithm, maybe that's better. If the breasts aren't too small by the algorithm, which I've just done here, I mean, guys, don't screenshot this and sell it because this is absolute gold right here. This is cosmetic breast surgery on a piece of paper so i'm trusting you to not let this get out of hand because if this got out of hand then we will be out of a job um implants come in when size is a problem in that they're too small that's what that's what, on paper that's what cosmetic breast surgery says implants are good for making your breast bigger if you want your breast bigger implants are good now having said all that having said this is it on a paper there are circumstances, and Katie might be one, where people have got are happy with the size or, in fact, actually want them smaller. So they think they're too big. So they're in the reduction world because if they're too big, it doesn't matter whether you're happy with the size or not. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're happy with the shape or not. If they're too big, either way, you get a reduction, right, whether you're happy with the shape or not because a reduction lifts it and makes them smaller. So... Um, usually if they're too big you, you, you're not happy with the shape so on paper it's a it's a reduction but some people say well hold on a minute i don't want them to be look droopy i don't want them to look saggy and here we go oh look we've got comments i'm here uh silly, all right maxine i've got that i can see it good katie and three week old party balloons there we go okay so this is the this is the issue that sometimes why you've got to be clear with patients what is possible with a lift or a reduction in terms of shape because when you have a lift or a reduction yes the shape is improved no question about it but they do settle they do settle to a convexity in the upper pole and what i always say is a more natural shape so um that is something you have to be happy with 
and a lot of people particularly when they look online and they look at people with with you know breasts that they like the look of for instance they're either young people they're looking at or they're people with implants in and both of those groups of people have a lot of fullness in the upper part of their breast and um you can't do that if you've lost a lot of weight you cannot keep fullness of your natural breast tissue in the upper part of the breast you can do a lift and it's up there to start with um but it always settles have you got that have you got the algorithm yeah I, we can come back to it if anyone wants but that is cosmetic i'm keeping that until um so when you do a lift or a reduction whilst the shape starts up there it always settles and you have to be happy with that if if you're going to have that and a lot of people say i'm not happy with that i want them to be fuller because i don't want them like that person there who's either very young or got implants in and i want them to look like her and we're like well i can't do that unless i use an implant so then we run into trouble because as i say implants are going to make your breast bigger and you don't want your breast bigger if anything you want it smaller i suspect you or you might want it the same size so if you want it smaller or the same size, if you're happy with the size and you don't want it bigger then you're in a bit of a pickle there because I can understand how people want implants. Implants do give a fuller look, no question about it. But if you don't want the, the breast to be bigger, then you've actually got to get into the realms of removing breast tissue and replacing it with implant in order to give the shape. Not sure if anyone's still with me here. So if you are happy with the size and you want implants, you're going to have to remove the breast tissue that you've got to the tune of the similar volume of the implant you're putting in in order to maintain a similar size because when we're using implants particularly when you're using implants for shape they've got a certain width because they have to fit the base footprint of your breast so they have to carry with them a certain size so it's no good saying can i just have a small implant i just want a small implant because i'm like a small implant won't do the job that you want it to do a small implant will make them a little bit bigger but they're not you want it to give you shape up here and a small implant's not going to give you the shape up there you need a certain width so you need a certain volume of implant in order to give you that effect and that will make them significantly bigger or not significantly bigger you know quite a bit bigger now i've got to be honest i am not a massive massive fan of that technique of doing a reducing breast tissue and putting an implant in i've always said that i've tried to stay true to, to to what i say and i do not a massive fan of it it doesn't sit that comfortable comfortably with me we can certainly have a discussion about it but it is not something that i um, particularly recommend um i would say if you're happy with the shape sorry if you're happy with the size or if you want to go a bit smaller just have a reduction or a lift and just be accept the fact that the shape isn't going to be as full in the upper pole as you might like now if you can't accept that then fine we can talk about it but um, I wouldn't take on the risks associated with implants just to have a shape, just to have the shape there. I think implants are really good if you want to be bigger. But just using them for shape and actually removing healthy breast tissue to, 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 uh, uh, to um, accommodate that is not a great thing to do, although it is done out there in the world and some people do do it and some people do think it's a good idea. So, um, you know, it's not like I'm saying something that's gospel. Um, it can be done. But it's not something so, so katie the, the bottom line is i would not recommend implants in conjunction with a lift i would recommend a lift without implants the shape will be up there then it'll settle and um show you some photos of what sort of shape you can get with a lift and see if you're happy with it hopefully you will be the other thing is if you're not happy you could always have implants at a later date because that would reduce your risk of complications because um, there is a, a, a complication rate when you do things like lifts and implants combined that has got quite a high complication rate anyway
Great question, Katie. I hope I've done it justice. Thank you for asking it. And uh, I should record that and put it on a blog post together with the algorithm, which is, you know. Whew. Maxine, what have we got? I think something's going on here as well. But anyway, Maxine has said, want to ask about cellulite and does lipo get rid of it? I do a lot of fitness and can't get rid of it. No, Maxine, it doesn't. So cellulite is due to um, um, little bands connecting the skin to the underlying tissues and um liposuction won't help that in fact one of the one of the things about liposuction is it sort of preserves these little bands because they've often got blood supply to the skin in them and things like that so actually liposuction will will preserve those bands and won't help cellulite cellulite is extremely difficult to um fix there was a while ago a thing called cellulase which was like a laser that would destroy those bands which did report to cause some improvement in cellulite and i saw some really nice results of that when you know probably i don't know five or ten years ago now uh i haven't i don't know if it's still around i don't know if it still exists um but you know i guess if it was useful we'd probably have heard more about it but i don't know i shouldn't be negative about it because maybe it is out there and doing really well but it's a it's a you know loads of people are trying to give you the results of cellulite but anytime there's loads of ways of doing something means there's no good one good way of doing it so um lipo doesn't get rid of it no and doing a lot of fitness and exercise doesn't get rid of it. I'm sad to say, Maxine, that is the problem with it. That's why it is a probably a multi-billion dollar industry. But there is, in my view and experience, there is nothing good for it. There's probably someone out there who's spitting feathers saying they've got some brilliant thing for it. But uh, I'm not um, familiar with whatever that thing may be. Be interested to hear, by all means. Please like and subscribe or comment or whatever um what's gone on in this what have i lost 247 douglas we saw that um still here all oh, right okay it's what it's backwards oh right i don't know how to, it was that was backwards was it ah okay um can you see through the page you can't see through the page now okay sorry about that corin anyway it's probably best to to protect my uh, intellectual property anyway. Um, will implants help with lifting breast? So post-brain. So this is the other, um, so where, where does that fit? So good one, uh, Aggie there. So Aggie's, this is brilliant, this is, because Aggie's now touched on another part of the, um, of the equation. So Aggie has now said, will implants help with lifting breast? So what Aggie's saying, is shape a problem? She's saying yes, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm hoping that you're saying they're a bit small as well. So if you're saying uh, is size a problem, yes, too, what does that say? Too small here, lift and implants, right? So is shape a problem? Yes. Is size a problem? Yes. Lift with implants on paper. So that's what that would say on paper. So what Aggie's saying is, well, implants help with the shape issue. Because I've said uh, implants on their own are only here, which is the no shape issue problem. And Again, broadly speaking, implants are good at making the breast bigger. They're not brilliant at the shape. Having said that, they will do something to the shape. Now, I wouldn't go so far as to say that they would lift the breast. So there are people here where shape and size is a problem who may be now lift with implants is quite a big op. It's quite a big deal. A lot of people will not do it in one op. They will stage it routinely. I do do it in one op, but I say to people, it's a big deal. So actually, if there's one overriding problem, if the shape's overriding or if the um, 
if the size is overriding, you could do one thing and see if you were happy. So in this circumstance, if you were unhappy with the shape and the size, but it's actually the size that's the overriding problem and you didn't want to have a lift, it would depend on how much, how low your breasts were. There is a situation to say, well, look, you could just have implants. Now, they won't lift the breast. I wouldn't go so far as say they'll lift the breast, but they will add projection. We'd have to look at the type of implant that we use. You'd have to use an implant with a certain volume in order to give that effect. So you'd have to want to be, you know, a fair bit bigger. If you just wanted a small implant, it's not going to have a significant effect. But you need something to tighten the skin, basically. If you've, you know, post-pregnancy or whatever, if, you, if you're unhappy with the with the shape of your breast, your breast has been stretched by your children, um, the, the two things are doing it post-pregnancy and weight loss they both do the same thing they stretch the skin so if your skin's been stretched you need to tighten that skin and you've got two options for tightening the skin one option is to do a lift which is tightening the skin but a lot of people say hold on a minute i don't want to have all the scars risks nipple problems all sorts of issues you can get with lifts fair enough so the other option is to you tighten the skin with implant but as i say you would need a certain volume of implant to, to tighten the skin to add volume to that and projection to the skin so um yes implants do have a role in people who have got a bit of a droop to their breast in that they can uh, add volume and sort of take up the slack if you like um they won't lift the breast so when we um, um, examine you we measure from the sternal notch here to your nipple and when you measure that measurement when you have implants that measurement doesn't change it goes bigger on a, it goes up on an arc so sometimes you feel like they've been lifted because your breasts sort of got more projection but but um on you know on actual numbers that nipple position is not raised and sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating at least that nipple will be a bit more raised so you'd have to accept the shape or the position of the nipple will be the same and it might be sitting a little bit low on your breast so if you're not if you do have a bit of a droop after having children and you just want to have implants you might be a candidate as i say some people are not candidates and they have to have a lift with implants but some people if you haven't got that much of a droop could have implants and see how they go now, the downside is you might not be happy and you might still have a shape issue. So you might have to have a lift as a second stage. But as I say, a lot of surgeons will routinely do it in two stages anyway. So you might say, well, you know, we tried and it didn't, you know, didn't work. Um, and so I think that's not a bad thing to do if you are borderline for one or the other to avoid using both, doing both at the same time, because there is quite a lot of complications with a lift and implants. So I think that's a reasonable way to go aggie i hope you stayed with me on that i think i'm getting a little bit um good quote i like these questions but getting a little bit maybe technical what you got gastric fantastic my breasts are a 34 gg natural and now i lost 10 stone can i keep the size and add fullness um well gastric if we go back to the um, algorithm where are we on the algorithm so what we're saying is is shape a problem yes is size a problem no what have we got Anyone? Anyone? Lift. That's right. We've got lift there. Okay. So what you need there, gastric, your 34 double G, your um, keep the size, add fullness, you're a lift. But now, no question, and I'm not saying lifts don't do anything. Lifts do lift the breast. They make the shape much better. They significantly improve it. But if you double G, you've got a certain volume there, they're going to go up like that, and then they're going to settle. And I always say to people, they settle to what I call a natural result, which is sort of a concavity in the upper pole. So you have to be happy with that before going down the route of having a lift. But on paper, gastric, it's a lift you need. You don't need implants because you're happy with the size. But a lift, you have to be happy with what a lift does. It gives what I, I say a natural result. 
if you've got this image of people with their implants with their breasts up here as i say they're either young people or they've got implants so you know you're not going to look like that without unless you have implants but then you've got all sorts of issues because you know as I, as, as i referred to earlier you, you you don't want the implants for the size you get into the realms of reducing breasts and putting implants in they're ex-working boobs don't want to know i don't want to dis I don't, I don't want to um no it's a family show gastric i'm not going to go down there i don't know i'm not gonna i'm just going to leave it yes thank you good right uh what is going on so katie still here uh, lipo we've done that um katie's still here jane's still here katie's what is she doing crying she's crying okay Jane can see it. Good. Imagine. Oh, we've done that. Party balloons. Thank you. Here we go. Vicky. What Vicky got? I meant feeding. Oh, got it. Feeding. Of course. Of course you did. That's what I knew. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah. Good. Um, Vicky was wondering your thoughts on fat dissolving injections, please. Tricky one, this one, Vicky, because I don't do it. Um, so I don't feel I'm in a great position to um, comment you're probably better off someone that does it, but you've asked, so I'll tell you, I'm a little bit worried about the, um, how you would know what, what the extent of, of the dissolving, if you like, you know, one of the problems when we're doing liposuction is you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to underdo it. And you've got a bit more control with liposuction. You've got to, you know, you've got a tube there. Fat dissolving, crikey! I don't know how you would control that. How you know when to, when it stops and how when you you don't you know don't want to do too much, don't want to do too little. So I would be concerned about that. But I really and I don't know about anything about the science of it and whether there's side effects. I don't know. Um, it's not my bag, Vicky. So I guess the idea is to talk to someone who's who's done it or who who offers it and maybe talk to patients who've had it done to see what they think. But I'm not an expert on it vicky sorry sounds good though doesn't it i mean the other thing is if it you know i would be i'd rather do that than do liposuction i'd rather do that and do surgery you can you'd imagine it'd be a lot more popular than it is if it was like i think most people would have, have that if it was just like mm -hmm. i don't know but maybe it's just not taken off yet i don't know hmm, sorry vicky thanks for asking the question though um Adele, when getting a tummy tuck, do surgeons also do lipo to upper abdo? Some do, Adele. I don't. Many don't. Um, it's certainly the sort of traditional teaching is that you shouldn't do liposuction to the upper abdomen because it can affect the blood supply to the to the skin and affect the healing. So um, that's why many surgeons don't. Um, there's two reasons I don't. That's one reason. But the other reason, actually, often you don't need it. Um, sometimes you do, um, but then you can do it as a second stage. So um, often, the, because the skin's stretched and pulled down, you don't actually need a liposuction to the upper abdomen. But uh, it is a little bit of a worry that you're going to affect the blood supply to the skin. But as I said earlier, the liposuction does keep blood supply to the skin relatively well maintained, but it does interrupt it to a degree. And one of the worries with um, tummy tucks is the healing. So you want to maximize the blood supply. So even if it sort of reduces it a bit, you would worry. But um, but yeah, so so it's a it's something that I think surgeons are probably um, uh, split about. As I say, I don't do it, but you, I'm, I'm, I know you. I'm sure you'll find people who do do it. 
Um, Jane, it was fine. I could see the paper, no problem. Awesome. Amy, what you got? Hey, Jonathan, got my surgery date today for my arm lift implants and lift. I'm so excited. So am I, Amy, and I'm glad we managed to get it on because I know there was a bit of jiggery pokery going on. Awesome. Um, Vicky, thank you. I just wonder if you thought it worked. I mean, I don't know, Vicky. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm being naive, but I guess it must, mustn't it? Otherwise, these companies would be out of business that make it. Fat injections we're talking about here. Um, I'm assuming it must work, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, sorry, Vicky. I'm a, to be honest with you, I'm probably as useful as the as the bloke next door asking this question. You'd think I'd know, wouldn't you? Plastic surgeon and all that. But I feel like I'm just as as useful as the, as a layperson on that one because I've got really no no um no experience of it. Sorry. Um what we got here? Feeding good. Emma, what's the average recovery time for breast lift with implants? It's a big deal, Emma. Big op, general anesthetic, two and a half, three hours. Um may be able to go home same day, may have to stay overnight. Um tapes up weeks a week for the tapes off. Hopefully he wounds all healed in a week sometimes you get delayed healing down at the t-junction um so i normally say first week not doing anything just pottering around the house stuff like that second week you feel better up and about and what have you doing emails and things like that after two weeks you can do the exercise bike you can do um the stepper you can do um walking you know low impact stuff after two weeks um, might be able to drive after two weeks two to three you might be okay at two weeks so if your job is sort of um, not anything too heavy with your upper body, two to three weeks before going back to work. If it is heavy stuff, it's four to six weeks before you're doing anything too heavy. And even then you're going to feel tight. You're going to feel weird. It's going to feel strange. It's going to probably look strange. Um, it does take a few months for it all to settle. That's sort of basically where we are, Emma, I will say. Uh, I, will, uh, I'll just, I will let you know. Oh, my God, Vicky's going for it. You're going for it. Oh, God. I've got the EBGBs now. Good luck. Sue, after feeding two children, I now have one breast that's about three sizes smaller. My child is much grown now, and I'm thinking would implants and lift help me? I've got an obvious difference and dropping. I'm almost 42. So, yeah, it might do. Um, Sue, I've got to be honest with you, Sue. Go back to the algorithm. Yeah. Um, basically, we go back to the algorithm and we do it for each breast. So, you know, if you've got an asymmetry, very common to have an asymmetry. If you've got a significant asymmetry, then we might need to do different things to different breasts. So is, you know, if it's just size, that's a problem. You might use use different sized implants. If you have one bigger than the other, often the um, one might have drooped more. So the nipple height, there might be a nipple height asymmetry. So if there's a nipple height asymmetry, if you're just having implants, that's not going to be addressed. So you might want to think about lifting the lower nipple. So you could do a lift on one side and two implants, which could be different sizes. Or if you're doing a lift of that one size, you could do a reduction of that breast and then use implants the same side. Um, if you are unhappy with the shape of both ones, so if one nipple is a bit lower, if the bigger breast has got a lower nipple, but you think the smaller breast is also a bit low, then you could have a lift of both. And again, reduction of a bit of the big one and implants in both. Or you could just have a lift of one and nothing to the other or a lift of both and a reduction of the big one. <laughs> I think we need another algorithm. Do I need another algorithm for asymmetry? Um, 
yeah so those are the options it depends on whether you're happy with one or both if you're happy with one of the breasts then we maybe we just have to operate on the other one if you're unhappy with both then what you're unhappy with is it size and shape um is it size and shape of both or maybe you, it's just the size of the smaller one the shape's okay maybe in which case that would be an implant and then if it's size and shape of the other one it's a lift and implant of the of the of the other one it's all up there but i don't know if i'm getting it out but that's yeah nipple height difference yeah there's often a nipple height difference when you've got so you you you'd have to either accept that if you're just having implants if you're just having differential augmentation but if you are having implants and a lift then that nipple height asymmetry could be addressed uh what's the risk of losing nipple and loss of sensation to nipple after breast uplift surgery so of so losing nipple so those two separate things one's the nerve supply one's the blood supply so if you have a problem with the blood supply of the nipple that means you lose the nipple the nipple dies so that is actually very rare after a lift but it is out there there's no question it's out there um i'm not sure what the percentage is it's going to be less than one percent but i don't know what it is but th that's definitely out there loss of sensation is a bit more common um, not necessarily loss of sensation, more abnormal sensation. You often get abnormal sensation, particularly when you first have it done. And it can come back to life, takes many months for it to come back to life. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you might have to accept a bit of alteration in nipple sensation. Sometimes it'll be lower than before. Sometimes it'll be higher than before. There can be an alteration in the sensation of the nipple after a lift with implants. So it is, it is quite a big deal, a lift with implants. So it is something to think about. Do you recommend using SkinAid following a tummy tuck? Um, now, I feel like I'm a bit like the um, fat dissolving injections here because I don't do anything with SkinAid and I don't have a strong view about it either way. So in answer to the direct question, do I recommend SkinAid following a tummy tuck? The answer is no, I don't. I don't recommend SkinAid following anything but I don't really know much about SkinAid. I know it's a drink, collagen, isn't it? It's in a, in a drink. Um, does that work? Can that work, drinking collagen? Maybe it can, I don't know. Um, you know, it sounds a little bit dubious to me, but a lot of stuff, a lot of this non-surgical stuff is a little bit dubious, but it's a huge industry. So I'm assuming these things must work. But um, a bit like the fat injection. I mean, all this stuff that goes on out there, it's amazing what goes on out there. Um, but I, d I don't know. I really don't know if it's... if. It, but in terms of what I... I mean, the thing about a tummy tuck, after a tummy tuck, I'm more worried about is healing, to be honest with you. I want to get the wounds healed. And I think the skin aid would, would be more... Um, I think they market it more as sort of improving the quality of your skin. I don't think they market for as something that can actually improve wound healing. I don't think... Um, I think they mainly promote it to say it makes your skin better and collagen and wrinkles and stuff, I'd imagine. Um, so, you know, given that, I don't think it's going to help you after a tummy tuck. Now, if it helps or not, I say I don't know if it helps, but let's just say it does help. It might help with the quality of skin and, and maybe your nails and things like that with the collagen. I don't know. Um, then that would have nothing to do with the tummy tuck. That might be something that's good anyway. You know, so it may or may not be good. But I don't think specifically it'd be something that you need to think about if you're having a tummy tuck because it's wound healing we worry about when we're looking at tummy tucks. Um, so I think that's uh, where I am with that. I'm going to book to see you. Good. Looking forward to seeing you, Sue. Gemma, what's up? Hi. Eight days post-surgery and so happy with strokes so far. Wish I'd not waited six years. Look at that. 
no time like the present, Gemma. Thank you for commenting and uh, very pleased to hear that. That's lovely, lovely. I should leave that out longer, shouldn't I? Let's just leave that up. Let's just let that sit there. Yeah, that can be the thumbnail. Um, yeah, that's good of you. Good of you to say that, Gemma. Thank you for, for saying that. Um, I feel a bit, a bit embarrassed now. Uh, I had another question. Right, okay, show. Um, so does scoliosis rule out? Here we go. Um, I had a gastric sleeve in March 2021 and still have about a stone to lose. I saw your Q&A and you mentioned scoliosis. That was last week. Um, as not being great for breast enhancement, but that it doesn't rule it out. I have a 48 degree curve and I'm interested in a lift and possibly implants. I also have a pronounced varicose vein as a result of post-pregnancy DVT 27 years ago that goes the length of my left leg across my lower abdomen up to my belly button and down towards the right leg. Would this rule out tummy work and thigh lift? Um, right. Well, probably I'll do the varicose vein thing. I'm a bit conscious of time because I've got to go. I'm supposed to be out after seven. We've got dinner. Um, so the varicose vein is not going to be a problem for a tummy tuck and a thigh lift at all. The varicose vein is a superficial vein um, and it's fine. We would just just tie off or, 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 or um, you know, we would just deal with that varicose vein no problem at all so that wouldn't be a problem with that dvt is a deep vein thrombosis and that is a you know that is a risk with a tummy tuck so separate from the varicose vein i'll be thinking crumbs you've had a dvt in the past we've got to be aware of that and think right we've got to i mean we already do do measures for dvts with, with people <clears throat> with a tummy tuck so you know that would be that's a separate issue that's that worries me more than the varicose vein to be honest with you in fact you have a dvt in the past um Although I accept it's post-pregnancy, so that might be the cause for it, which is always good if you have a specific cause for it. And you can get increased risk of DVT when you're pregnant. So that's, um, in a way, good that you had that um, that predisposing factor there. Um, so that's absolutely fine. Thigh lift and the tummy tuck is fine with the varicose vein. The scoliosis, so does it rule out the lift? No, it doesn't rule it out. But I always say to people, if they've got scoliosis, that they should look at perhaps getting the scoliosis fixed first. Because if there's any hint of you getting your scoliosis fixed first, you absolutely should do that before having breast um, uh, reshaping surgery, because, you know, that that's definitely the right sequence of events. Now, if you've looked into it or if you don't want to look into it or for whatever reason you, you don't want to, then that's fine. Then we can look at doing breast um, surgery, whether it be a lift and implant or whatever. But I mean, lift, not quite so much because we can adjust things. But implants, the problem is when you've got to tilt of your um, chest wall putting in implants can accentuate that so if your nipple's sort of pointing out laterally when you enhance that nipple it looks like it's pointing out laterally more and you think that we made you worse that's the problem you come out of surgery saying what have you done to me you made my nipple point over there and you say well look at the pre-op it was a little bit point because they were smaller it didn't really show much but it's like you know a ship going on a course the further it goes on the course it goes way off course once it goes off course a bit you get me so maybe um that is the problem with scoliosis with the chest wall deformity um so um so uh, scoliosis is more of a tilt of the spine I, actually what i was talking about <laughs> what i was talking about last week was a chest wall deformity so the, the actual rib cage so this is more of a, a scoliosis is a spinal deformity so that might be the cause again so if you want to balance things up as much as you as you can and you're not getting your scoliosis fixed fine we'll do that but if we do that and then you get scoliosis fixed you might be unbalanced again so it doesn't rule it out is the bottom line so scoliosis or a chest wall deformity 
slightly different things. Scoliosis is a curvature of your spine as opposed to the chest wall deformity, which is actually rib cage. But um, both of them is something to be aware of if you're having breast surgery. If there's an underlying reason or an underlying problem with the, the foundations, if you like, it's best practice to get that fixed first. But I understand if you don't want to, because this sort of surgery is big surgery, scoliosis and chest wall surgery is big surgery, you might not want to undertake, particularly if you're asymptomatic. Eight minutes to go. Um, so I better go. I think that's okay. I think I've done all the questions. I hope you've had a good time. I, I know I have. <laughs> Um, I will see you all next week, if that's okay, at uh, seven o'clock, I believe, um, God willing. So have a lovely evening and um, and uh, I'll see you next week. So I'm going to stop streaming, as it were, so they say. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.